we are currently on a series called The Bond Finger, and it focuses on learning from failure, yep. and not really failures of individuals, but experiences that I would say yep. have explored, and it has actually led to failures, or stories of individuals, or scenarios of individuals uh, that they've explored some things, and it has caused a major setback or failure in their life. We are going to be using these experiences and stories, and also scenarios to uh, encourage and to also use as a major springboard for success for everyone that will be listening so i really hope that we'll get value from this podcast and right here with me on this first episode we are diving into something really important something very cogent and um i would say is one of the most important things that every youth should learn and it is about relationship and marriage and right here with me i am really glad and happy to have with me mrs deborah victor ayola hello good evening are you there Hello, good evening, dear Kinolamide. Hello, Africa. Good day, everyone. <laughs> good day. Thank you so much. I'm fine. I'm good. I'm good. It's so nice to to have you. <laughs> I know. Um, I know. It's so exciting. I trust. I believe that we have um so much to dispense, mm-hmm. and trusting God will be able to answer several questions in the heart of youth, and especially those that um, are having issues in these areas that we're going to talk about. To those things. So I welcome you once again, and for everyone that is not how um she's a Christian relationship coach she's a trained um, marriage counselor and um she's she's a kingdom woman yes i think that's <laughs> i think that's enough <laughs> it's me or there's someone else on this podcast <laughs> that's what i'm talking about i really love her passion for that that particular area of of interest because i believe there is there is something that god has uh want her to achieve in that area and trusting god there is there's is so much that is going to come out from her and I believe that it will edify us and we will be encouraged in Jesus' name. Amen. So diving into the question, so we will not take um, much of our time tonight. Oh, I, I have I have a number of questions and I think I'll have to start from the first one. So um, okay. like myself, I've been able to navigate the campus life, especially the campus fellowship. Through my research and every other thing, I've been able to notice one particular issue, which I, okay. I believe it needs to be tackled. So it is basically on campus leader mentorship. So uh, in fact, I even wrote an article sometimes ago, I think like last year, but I decided not to put it up. So I just, because I know that thing is actually very controversial. So I had to just, like majority of its effect is going on the negative. So let me just frame the question in this way that how can, or can you just provide, how can we provide guidance and support for young women? Because I believe the young women are actually the most vulnerable, vulnerable gender to this particular area that we're talking about. So let's say, how can we provide guidance and support to young women that are currently navigating, you know, relationships within their campus fellowships? And I mean, not with their colleagues, but with their supposed leaders and um, supposed mentors. And, you know, unfortunately, uh, there have been instances, you know, of spiritual leaders abusing their uh, positions of authorities and taking advantage of of vulnerable mentees, you know, because of their maybe naivety, because of their ignorance or somehow because of their immaturity, you know. So um, most of them are poor free in this particular uh, thing. So how can we prevent it from happening and ensuring that mentorship actually on campus takes the positive side and also spiritually enrich this female gender as it is. So what are the uh, possibilities of creating solutions in that area? All right, thank you very much, Jackie. So this thing, this table we are about to shake. You see that shaking too. Because trust me, I, I can relate to the issue very, very well. Back okay. on campus, a whole lot of things were happening. A, a whole lot of things happened. Where you mm. see, just like you said, young ladies falling victims of their so-called fellowship leaders. And today you are hearing, oh, he slept with tomorrow you are hearing, oh, he tomorrow you are hearing. And I think it was just God that saved me also. Maybe I might have fallen wow. wow. Um, I, 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 I would say that mercy found me. This is not to say that, oh, those who are victims, God didn't show them mercy or anything. I'm not trying to, like, push them down or anything, but I'm just saying that could have could have happened to anybody and all of that. Me that it is not like I'm all part. So, yeah, this issue is very, very rampant on campus, like, very, very rampant. You see young ladies leaving home, coming to school, and you can't blame them because, I mean, on campus, you see so many so-called 
um, brothers on fire for God. Am I saying they are not on fire for God? No, they are on fire for God. I mean, mm-hmm. come now. I, when I when I when I entered hundred level, it was campus that actually my fellowship that actually helped the spiritual life. Yes, I came from a Christian home, right? But I didn't really have a strong personal relationship with God. I came from a Christian home and all of that, but I didn't really have a one relationship with God until I entered 100 level i entered 100 level and i realized that okay there's something called a personal god and you know god people for me used both male and female to help me when i joined the prayer unit prayer unit was one of the units that helped my spiritual growth so i can't even talk about my spiritual growth and not give credit to the people that god helps people that god used to help me back on campus right but there's also a thin line between, between um, how do I put it now? You know, letting people help you and, you know, God sending people to help you and forgetting that those people are people. Mm, mm, mm. Also helped by God and letting all this whole, oh, this brother is so spiritual, I like the way he prays and all of that gets into your head and you forget that, okay, this person is also helped by God. So I think for ladies, right, one of the things I would actually say that I think also helped me was the fact that I had I actually had male fellowship leaders at schools in schools that wanted to be my mentor and I refused. Mm. In fact, okay. it a lot of issue. Like they wanted to mentor me. I don't want to be mentored by you. I don't <laughs> want to be mentored by you. you don't mentor me because I know okay. it's not going to go down well. Okay. I mean, you're a guy. I'm a lady, and you know, I'm not trying to look down on anybody. But the way I used to see some of these escorts back then in school is almost. You are just privileged to be here and serve God and serve God's people, right? Not like not like you, you fell down from heaven. So I still try okay. to put the consciousness, the fact that, oh, these people are also dependent on God. That's true. Yeah, the way some of them pray, the way some of them lead worship, are you kidding me? You'll be encouraged to want to serve God. You know, when you see someone <laughs> pray, you see your mate pray. I mean, shit, do mm. they have two heads? They're carrying the same, they're carrying fire. Can't I carry that same fire? And, you know, with all of that thought, you approach them, oh, I like the fire you're carrying, blah, blah, blah. Some some of the ladies will be the ones to say, oh, I want you to mentor me. But some of the male will say, oh, come, let me mentor you. It's a two-way thing some some of the ladies and i feel like or i want to believe that some of these ladies that go to them and say please mentor me actually go with a genuine mind yes actually because they see something they are attracted to they see the fire of god that this person carry so they go with a genuine mind and they actually like oh please can you mentor me so it's not like oh i want to believe that not that they have the mindset of oh i want to have something to do with this brother and also i want to believe that some of these brothers also just see this person and oh i would like to help this person grow spiritually not that they wanted to have something else to do with the lady that's why they went to meet her and say let me mentor you maybe actually they actually genuinely wanted to help but along the line something happened and that's okay, where uh, drawing boundaries okay uh, can i can i say can i can i come in in between here i feel like yes, yes. um some of these relationships i like like i know according to my research i would want to say that number one most of them do not intend compromising the like uh, what's it called the spiritual values in the first place but you know yeah. it is more like everybody just eventually rely on let's say this is my weakness or these are my weaknesses mm-hmm. but yeah. i want to feel like there's also an underlying um should i say uh one deceptive motive that mm-hmm. some people could actually hide under and eventually mm-hmm. that is what they will say later okay it's my weakness and all that and like i said mm-hmm. this uh, this um, so-called gender, you know, yeah. but it is common in females. So I would not want to say maybe males or, or female, but in the female, it might eventually be like, let's say you are extremely vulnerable. And like you said, you can see somebody that this person is actually really good. You know, you admire. And some people actually force people. You understand? Like they mm. force people to be under them. Now, okay, come on. Tell me m- let me mentor you. Yes. And I want mm-hmm. to also say that what, where I'm actually going to is that I want to also say that one of the cases where it is more like a forced uh, what's it called approach, you know, when it looks like this is part of the system, you either submit mm-hmm. or you are rebellious. And eventually, like I said, you get caught up in the weakness of your supposed leader, and eventually it will almost ruin the uh, mentorship. It will, it, it will just bastardize the concept of mm-hmm. mentorship. So from that point, you will feel mm-hmm. it is not needed, and you don't know that actually mentorship. Is really important in life so i want you to yeah. say something in that because i believe that there are some people that are actually navigating that same that journey like right mm. now as we are speaking coming on campus they really don't know what and they are coming into the hands of chris into the hands mm. of uh what we call these guys trying to bring them on that but eventually 
they have an ulterior motive that might not be I was it called put forward in the first place, but eventually it is still going to do something. So I want you to really say something uh, about that first one. Okay. So for those who are first, I'm going to use myself as an example. I know back in school then in fellowship, some people felt like I was rebellious. In fact, some people told me to my face just mm. because I didn't have like a so-called school mama or school papa. And it kind of looked like those were the criteria of you becoming an executive, even though there were other issues for me. The fact that, oh, I used to dance a lot as a lady. That one is a whole <laughs> So let's not even go there. But like, mm. it looks like, then one of the things I noticed is that if you are going to come on board as an executive, you must have a mentor, spiritual okay. father or spiritual mother who is presently an executive or a mentor who is presently an executive. And me, I did not just know how. Not that I'm, I, please, I, I'm putting it out there again. Not like that I'm looking down on this. Okay. But in my head, I just kind of feel like if someone is going to mentor me, that person must have experience. It's just my own definition. Though. That okay. person must have so many experience. The person must be way older than me. Mm. Not somebody that is still struggling to get life together. Yes, I may admire your strength. I may admire you, see all that you do. I'm not sure... I I ever went up to somebody in school and said, please, I want you to be my spiritual mother. There was some, there were people I was close to. There were people I was very close to who served like, oh, big brother, big sister to me. But I didn't go to them and say, oh, I want you to be my spiritual father or spiritual mother. So for those who are forced, I don't know. I feel like if you're in university, eh, you should be yeah. able to make some decisions. And that's why mm. you're there. You have some what freedom. If are, what, what if you are not? What if you are not able to make your decision? What if you are not able to make your decision? I, yes. I think that's where going back. I don't feel like somebody will come. If you are not able to make your decision, then I feel like there's some. There's definitely something you are also looking for. Okay. I feel like there's definitely something because I don't think that as I am like this or when I was in school back then in school, somebody will come and force me to say you must be my spiritual daughter or I must be your mentor, even as I well, am like this. Well, uh, okay. let me also let me also say something in this area. You know, like I said, let's say for example, mm. some of these guys are just coming, you know, fresh on campus. Some of mm. them are quite naive. Mm -hmm. You understand? So it is more like a kind of innocence. You are just being introduced to the system, and mm -hmm. most of the time, like I said, you don't know what is on the back end. You are only mm. seeing the good part of this because now you believe that let's say you are struggling with a with a particular self-esteem issue because yeah. i think this thing still boils down to whatever every individual has built up to the point where they encountered some things you know you, you have a strong uh, what's it called you have something strong behind you for you to even be able to uh what's it called discern that okay this is not what i want some people eventually um they might eventually endure because they feel like well maybe it is part of the process that mm. for me to get trained you get but what i'm actually uh driving at is that some um not blindly, not ignorantly, but a kind mm. of innocence. You understand? Mm. So that point mm. of, um, uh, should I say, it's a weakness anyways. And mm. they are not able to just, uh, should I say, mount up the strength and just and just say, uh, this is not what I want. And this is what I want. You know, there's a way you can feel bad. Like there's yeah. a way someone can make you feel bad for not for not doing, uh, what's it called, for not going that mm. route. And eventually it might even affect your relationship, uh, even on that uh, particular, uh, even in that, uh, what's it called, particular uh, fellowship so things like that are what go goes on underneath so that is um i want you to also uh, talk in that regard that you you know yourself you know what what, what helped you why you were mm. able to even make your strict decision and it mm. was accurate for you you know some people the way you mm. just said you're not doing on your own campus and you said i'm sorry in your own fellowship and you said no this is not what i want it's not easy for some people like that <laughs> and eventually they might have to leave uh, live with the consequence if they go that route for the rest of their days in the fellowship true true i agree with you so i understand that some some people that come into school especially in this generation where we have 15 years old seniors old coming into school into university you already see someone that's 16 years old 15 on campus right so i'll say that even if you you must have a mentor okay considering that you are very very vulnerable and you don't know what it shouldn't be of the opposite mm. <laughs> it shouldn't be, as a female it shouldn't be of the opposite sex and this thing can be because we we female we have problem trust me let me it's easier for a female to go and meet a male that can you mentor me than it's okay. easier to go and meet a female to say can you mentor me? okay yes it's very easy i don't know why 
we ladies we just like picking on ourselves and making life difficult for ourselves that's a whole different thing i know that it's, it's that difficult right but i know that with the help of the holy spirit you might know one thing i've learned about communicating with god is you don't have to be in a particular situation you might not really have the understanding of what you are mm. praying about but god actually hears god actually hears mm. even if they, maybe all you just need to pray to god god please direct my path to the right person to the right people on campus and i think i also just want to put it out there for people to know that these people you are coming to meet on campus they are not gods they are also mm. human beings like you. they are also human beings like you who is helped by god or who are helped by god okay. so i think that's one thing that i think that's one thing that young people need to be aware of so that when they get on campus they will not allow people to just sway them off it. and i'm going to say this that god really directed the right people to my path i think that's what helps so i'm not even going to lie and say oh i did it all by myself i was spiritual enough to pray god just sent the right people my way people okay, that um, okay okay you were, you were saying something you wanted to say something yeah i wanted to say people that did not take advantage of me okay i have i have, I have two questions on this same one okay. and the first one is that um let's say because i've seen situations like that that um wherever you find or where you find yourself mm-hmm. actually what is obtainable at that point is that you don't have should i say seemingly that can put you in the right direction spiritually you know okay. we know the concept of fathers and daughters i think that yeah. one is another is a different ball game on its own you know yeah. school father yeah. school mother and all that now mm-hmm. we are talking about mentors to mentee um in a christian i uh, was it called in a campus mm-hmm. setting you understand mm-hmm. so let's say for example you really don't because I, I feel like people also enter into such situations that you even think or you you have in your environment you don't you don't have who can mentor you as a female and all mm-hmm. that is available is males and you feel like okay and also remember that if, uh, initially it does not look like this is an um, this is something that will eventually exploit you you get mm-hmm. but on the long run when you start seeing how everything is playing out then you see that this is actually after my life and my destiny and it is too late to come out of it will still come to that point but what i am saying is that what if you find yourself in a situation knowing that this is a major part of your life that needs to be done you know you need guidance let's say probably you're coming from a family that you really don't have attention you're coming on campus and now you see people that will put you through you know both academically and uh, spiritually and all that and it is males and they are more like maybe a little level above you or even your colleague what do you do? You know, we are talking about those that have been in it before. What do you do at that particular situation? What do you do? Should you just live your life like that and just allow the growth to be jeopardized or still continue and endure the other weaknesses that come along with it? No, you can't you can't just one thing one thing I've learned about God is God is very intentional about every of his children. Mm. God is very intentional about every of his children. God will not pick you up and just leave you or take you to a particular place and just leave you stranded. So in a situation where people around you, okay, let's say you've already started the mentorship, right? With Mm. this person and this person is already mentoring. There are signs, you know, sometimes you just try to ignore the signs. When a male who is is a student in 100 level and you're just 100 level and he's mentoring and he's beginning to ask you, oh, come over to my hostel and you know he stays alone. That's Mm. a red flag. Mm. my mentor is already telling and cook for me i want to come and eat tomorrow cook for me i want to come and eat next tomorrow. it's not chef you are paid i'll be chef it's not <laughs> you are supposed to and i think the one of the questions i would also um like to ask those people is so do you know the definition of a mentor do you know who a mentor is mm. Because I feel like sometimes some of these people just enter into enter into the relationship without actually knowing what they want from the relationship. If I know that this is what I want from this relationship, this is what I'm expecting of my mentor, and this is what is expected of me as a mentee, there are some lines that will not be crossed. Mm. There will be boundaries. And okay. I also know the place of some people actually, like for someone like me now, I've gone through a lot of stuff as a teenager, right? So when I was entering school, I was I was just a little broken and I was going to just live my life, right? Go to church, go to class and all of that. And that's why I say God is intentional about his children. And I'm a living because the way I was going to live my life, not that I was going to start going to club or live with what life, but I was in a point in my life where I was hurting. So I was mm. not going to, I was not going to, how will I put it now? I was just going to focus on myself, go to class, go to church, come back home, go to class, go to church, come back home. And, but God knew that I, I couldn't live my life like that. And he sent people my way. See, the truth is, if you're in that relationship, right, God will give you knowledge. The Holy Spirit, except you don't you don't have the Holy Spirit, God will speak to you. You can't just continue mm-hmm. the relationship and you can't just continue the relationship and say, oh, that's what God brought my way. Let me enjoy the weaknesses that come to you. No, it's not God that brought it your way. 
it's not god that brought it your way and you can't continue because this person is helping you with academics this person is helping you with um, spiritual growth but the person is there sleeping with you touching you where it's not supposed to touch and you say and eh, let me just sleep it's god no it's not god it's not god okay. we mm. need to know where to draw the lines we need to know where to draw the lines and you are scared that oh if you leave this relationship some of the things that some of these mentors tell them is that you can't see anybody like me you can't hello you're not god you're not god <laughs> into my life to help me and you decide to mess it because i say it that it's on these mentors not on the mentees especially mm-hmm. for people that are vulnerable because i've been there i know what it means to be vulnerable i know what mm-hmm. it means not to know i know what it means not to be aware you know just mm-hmm. like you said entering into school you don't know what's up you are feeling lost you don't know who is the right person to follow you don't know who is the wrong person to follow but if you maybe by mistake follow the wrong person which maybe you didn't see that this thing will lead to its place but along the line, it started leading. So you just have to, you just have to be bold enough to. Some of them will taunt you with the fact that, oh, I slept with, or you are not a virgin. Nobody with this, nobody will do that. It's a lie from the pit of hell. Mm. It's a lie from the pit of hell. They don't have any power over you. They don't have any hold over you. And I say it again that it's on them because they are expected to know better. They are expected to do better. And that's mm. why they are supposed to be mentor. So it's, it's a shame if they that are expected to know better and do better are now taking advantage of someone that is vulnerable. Mm-hmm. So for the person the mentee, you just need to know where to draw the line. And you need to know that that is not God's best for you. That's okay. not God's best for you. So I, I think, yeah, that's what I'll say. All right. I, I thank you for those uh, those major points that you've um, you've already spoken about. I, I believe whoever is listening now, um, we, we get the, the point. So on still on that um, same question, let me just ask, you know, like uh, around what we are talking about now, what about those that uh, are currently a victim of this particular scheme? Like I said, mentor to mentee scheme on, on a campus um, uh, fellowship level. Or mm. don't also let me limit it to campus fellowship. It could even be churches. I've heard mm. of so much from even spiritual fathers to spiritual daughters you know all those um mm. sorry all those um should i call it um spiritual witchcraft you know you haunt somebody you rob mm. them um or which word should i use you try to bamboozle them with spiritual um what's it called terminologies mm. to make sure that you just cage them so that you even feel scared it's more like a, a prison you understand yeah. so a lot of them are hurting inside but it is more like they are making you see the good more than mm. um the worst part of it so all, uh, lastly on that point i want to say that what is your advice now we are trying to create um ld boundary mm. uh, between mentors and mentees we want to um let's say we want to foster mutual respect and trust between mentors and mentee now mm. what about those that um, have been affected by their past experiences how do they heal and move on you understand so what are the things that are involved what are the things like somebody listening now is currently a victim of that particular scheme what do you advise somebody that has gotten their hand born and having it in mind that they actually need mentorship to pull mm. through in life because they can't go alone so what do you have to tell somebody like that all right first i'd like to say to everyone who has been through that shoot i like to say sorry sorry that you had to go through what you went through. it's not on you really i'm sure that mm. you probably have done better if you had known mm. better right for yeah. for people that took advantage of your vote no it's not on you so first i would like to say that forgive yourself trust me it can be hard so i'm not just going to say oh stand up leave blah 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 is the bitter truth we have to tell ourselves it can mm. be very hard because this is the person you are used to they've literally practically brainwashed you make you feel like there's nothing left of you you know and make you feel like oh you are the sinner and that it's on you it's not on you so you have to forgive yourself let go of the past let go of the hurt you you, mm. you really have to forgive yourself i think I, I i was at that point too at a point in my life i know that someday i'll, I'll share my own story right and but you have to forgive yourself first you have to forgive mm. yourself ask god for forgiveness too you know god is a merciful god and that's one thing i've learned to ask learned about god he's ready to leave us he's ready his arms are always open ask god for forgiveness ask him and you also need to give yourself because it's very important if you don't forgive yourself it will do a whole lot of damage mm. it will do a lot of damage you need to let go of the past and that's why that scripture that says um you're a new creature all things are passed away as long as you've decided to you, you you've realized that oh this thing that I was doing is wrong, even though it's not entirely your fault, right? But you've made your own decision in your heart that no, I don't want to go this route again. 
I don't want to go this route. I want to go the route that God would have me go, right? As long as you've made that decision in your heart, you've asked God for forgiveness, you will dedicate your life to Christ. God will not leave halfway. God will not leave you halfway. God will not leave you stranded. As long mm. as you make that decision, oh, God is so intentional about us. And I think oh, one of the oh, things oh. that one of the things that these people used to used to used to brainwash us is the fact that they make it look like we don't have access to God on our own. They make it look mm. like we have to go to God through them. Mm. So it looks like oh they have so much rema and what to give us you know one of the things that a mentor is supposed to do maybe the person is supposed to help you with your spiritual life the person is supposed to help you know god not make you feel like you can't get through to god except you go through which is one of these one of the things some of these people do and i'm saying this from experience it's one of the things some of these people do so if you if you found yourself in that situation forgive yourself just let go and know that mm. your past cannot define you no mm, matter the life you, your that's past true. cannot that is not who God says you are. And that's where holding on to the promises of God, hold, holding on to the word of God comes in. What what does the Bible say about you? What what does the word of God say about you? What does the word of God say about children? You know, go through the scripture, look for words. See, it's trust me, not going to be easy. Even yeah, that's one true, that's year later, true. you can still be feeling the hurt. Let's not lie to ourselves. That's one year true. later, you still feel the hurt. Sometimes some things will happen that will make you fall down. But know that God is ready to pick you back up. Uh. It's not like the journey is going to be easy or smooth. I know mm. you are hurt. I know you are broken. Trust me, it's a whole lot. It can affect you spiritually, mentally, physically. From experience, you can get to a point where you don't have, you are not, you don't, you are not seeing why you should be living again. Mm. You are not seeing any reason for you to live. You are just like living every day at a time. The way it comes, there's nothing that is motivating you. There's nothing that you're, yes, you can get to that point. But God is ready to heal. And I think I just want to piece out for parents that might probably. I think we need to also build relationship with our children. And that's why mm. some of these will fall prey of all these kind of things. I I, know, I used to tell myself that I want to be able to force mentor of my children. That mm. when they they can say when they say, when they say who's your mentor, they can point to me or point to their father. I'm not saying they will not have other mentors or whoever, but I want to be able to have that kind of relationship with my child that even when my child is going through toughest season, that he or she is able to come and talk to. Mm. Because truly, some of us didn't get to have that kind of close relationship with our parents. Actually, so probably maybe someone someone who, who was love deprived at home or while growing up comes to school. The first thing the person is looking out for is love. So imagine that you're always giving me time, you are giving me attention, you are buying me things, making me feel so special. And you say you want to mentor me, please mentor me away. Mentor <laughs> me. Never, I never experienced that. Mentor me. So I just mm. want to put this parents that we should do better, right? We should do better. We should just do better. Really. It will help, it will help reduce this whole thing. This whole thing. That that's actually a solid point you made right there. So um I will um I will also advise parents to pick that point up. Like you said, when you're starved of one particular thing, immediately you see it presented to you, you you most of the time just embrace it, regardless mm -hmm. of the um what's it called, the conditions that are coming uh mm -hmm. along with it so i believe everyone is listening and they are picking out the points uh for it so the second question is is still not directly connected to this but i just want to uh, dive a little out of it so you know um outbreaks and disappointment mm, mm -hmm. can really be devastating i mean really me about it. <laughs> it can be terrible and you know and it can really be difficult you know moving forward uh, after investing so much of time you know emotions into a relationship and um, everything just crash like 100 percent you are trying to build it it's not even coming up again you know whether uh, from the male or from the female side and we're talking about a spiritual scenario you get like not really okay. something that you guys are planning to just have fun and just stay away mm -hmm. for a while something you intend building you get like like mm -hmm. I said, you've invested. Let's not even talk about resources. Let's just talk mm -hmm. about time and emotions into it. You know, you already know this is your last bus stop. You know, probably maybe uh, you've gone through some things before and you feel like, okay, now it's time to just stick to this and just move on, you know, and mm -hmm. you eventually saw everything crashing uh, in your face. So how can uh, such individuals, you from, uh, let's say, past relationships and actually find hope and space for future one. I've, I've, I've actually met a lot of people that you really want to know their perspective about marriage. Why? Because mm -hmm. of what happened to them some few years ago. You know, that point of where you already stayed your mind on something and mm -hmm. the way it just broke down to pieces. Mm -hmm. You really, nothing, even God cannot come down and tell you to trust something like this again. Like no process can even go because you've gone through. Mm -hmm. I've seen people that even over time, 
it repeated itself for like three times and trust me that kind of person regardless of how smooth something wants to even go for close to two three years they still would not believe anything can come out of it so how mm-hmm. what the reason why i'm coming on that um line is that people like that eventually when they are going to enter into another one let's say mm-hmm. god ordained relationship you know mm-hmm. eventually they might be the one to eventually crash it why because energy is not being pushed to it why because of an experience the yeah. right um resources and everything is not invested into it because you don't even know maybe this is going to work or not so how do people heal from the pain of past relationship you know and find hope for future one like what are the roles involved in healing process you know like the practical steps of letting go of the past and just embracing um embracing god's plan for their relationship and settling down in the will of god this is a whole lot <laughs> breakfast can be very painful you know where you're you're supposed to eat breakfast that is hot and it's hot too, but it's feeling cold in your mouth breakfast can mm. really break fast like it can be so devastating just like you say especially for one that was supposed to marriage and all of that and hmm, holy spirit <laughs> as much as i want to say forgive yourself and just move on right i i don't mm. just want to come and say it out like that accept mm. the fact that this thing is not working out you you need to first come to a place of acceptance that okay this thing this relationship is not working out and you have to let go you might have broken up with the person but you also have to let go of your mind mm. not just letting go of the person physically my former relation i can me i was in that relationship for four years wow like wow I don't want to say I was wasting away for four years. <laughs> <laughs> My, I was, I don't know how to put it. Just like you said, let's even not talk about the resources. Let's first talk about the time. <laughs> four good years. Wow. Like one, two, four. So imagine the tears like bachelor's like, degree. <laughs> a whole bachelor. If I'd given better mommy, I had to pay four years, you know. <laughs> wow. Like imagine the tears I cried hmm. when I am. That's that one crazy. Four years. Four, four. years. I can learn wow. the four. Four. Wow. So, so after four like, years you were served hot or cold breakfast hmm. yes but i wasn't served i was the one that broke up wow so you were the one that served someone i did not mm. serve someone breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> i was the one that broke the relationship though we had gone back and forth before then we had our mm. issue and just like every relationship you have your up moments and down moments and all of that but when i broke that relationship in fact when we were not fighting we we're not having mm. an issue but God used somebody to talk to me. So it was like a confirmation that I needed from. Not like mm. I didn't. I knew that at that point, I can remember, I knew that that relationship was not what I prayed for. Mm. I knew that that relationship was not what I prayed for. But in my head, I was going to change things. I was going to create things. I was going to, you know, I felt like, <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, I'm pray some things away or pray some things into it or I will do my best. And I know the Lord told me, don't be fighting battle that is not. That's that it's not your own. It's not what you prayed for. It's not what you prayed for. So when I was going to break up the relationship, oh my, it was not easy. In fact, God had to send someone. It can't, to it can't be easy. God had to tell someone. At that point, I was not praying that he was the one that broke up with me because I don't mm. know how I was going to tell him that I'm not doing it again. Wow. God sent someone to tell me that break that relation. When the person told me, I can learn they I first used one week to cry. I've not broken up with him. I first used one week to cry. Pay God. I, I saw you were looking at me. I was wasting away four years of my life. Wow. I was wasting away four years of my life. And God be like, Did you ask me before you entered into a relationship? I say, God, but I asked you and I said, Did I give or you just went in from your emotions and all of mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it can be a whole lot. See, if you need to cry, cry. If you need to cry, cry. If that will help you heal, express yourself, do it, do it. Don't try to hide the emotions because it will come back to haunt you in future. It mm. can come back to affect your future relationship. So whatever you need to do, however it is that you know how to heal. And I'm not saying going about sleeping with other people because some people say that's how they can heal. Sleeping, it, there's no way you are healing like that. Really? Wow. Yes. Some people tell you they, will, they have to, they, some people sleep around actually to actually get healed. I don't know how that healing happens. But if you need to cry, cry, talk to people. And that's where counselors come in. If you feel mm. like you don't trust your family members enough because something can go and happen in the future now, they'll come and leak your secret. Talk to mm. counselors. You know, some of us or most of us as counselors, we don't know you from anywhere. Mm. And one of our one of our responsibility is confidentiality. Mm. You cannot okay. talk to a counselor and not go and be hearing your secret outside. Your, the counselor does not know you from Adam. Okay. At least not all counselors knows all their clients from Adam. So if you need to speak to a counselor, speak to a counselor. If you need to see a therapist, see a therapist. If you, if you feel like, oh, 
you trust your parents enough some people have very good relationship with their parents and i mean very good relationship if you trust your parents enough to confide in talk to them about it don't bottle it up don't bottle i think that's one thing i need to don't bottle it you're hurting don't bottle it up because the truth is you will sweep those feelings under the carpet in future that's where you'll be bringing out the anger but you will not know you will not know that this this anger all these things they were hidden in you if you need to talk to someone talk to someone about it don't bottle it up don't don't keep quiet about it you are hurting express how you feel right speak to somebody but most importantly speak to god about it Mm. let god know how you feel Mm. trust me god is ready to hear you don't have to go to him and say father in the name of jesus lord i'm hurting lord i'm you can just sit, like communicate to him the way you communicate to a friend. Let him know. That's one thing I've learned to do. I talk to God like I can see him sitting in front of me. I'm like, God, God, this thing is paining me. It's paining me. You see that my heart is broken. Like, talk mm. to him, communicate to him. He will help you heal. You might feel like, oh, I cannot see God. How will he hear me? And all of that. Trust me, he's closer than you think. Yes, actually. It will help you heal you know and also before you move ahead into another relationship make sure that you heal so you don't carry baggages into the next relationship because it can actually ruin your relationship you can actually trust me and i'm saying this from experience there were a lot of baggages i was still holding on to there were a lot of hurts i was still feeling that i was taking out on my husband which i was dating then mm. That was after I broke up with the other person. There were a lot of baggages I was still holding on to. But thank God for God in my life. I thank God for the kind of husband he gave me. And I think another thing that helped us was that we, I, I shared my experience with him. Then we had not even had plans of dating or anything. I just, he was he was my friend and became very close. I found him. He was someone I could confide in. So that day I just shared all I went through in my past relationship. The way I said all I went through so that it not look like he was beating me. All that happened, <laughs> all that happened in my past relationship, and, and because I don't want it to make, I don't want it to sound like, oh, I'm all righteous and that. Everybody has their fault, right? But there are some things that you know that oh, you don't deserve. Mm, that so I shared my past relationship experience with him. So sometimes when I do some things, he would be able to understand that he used to tell me he said sometimes when you do some things and i get angry and i'm I'm be like he'll be like what what did i do to deserve this one this girl is doing (laughs) but he will now think about what i've gone through and Mm. it's it's not you it's your eyes i've seen that is making you act like this Mm. yes the experience when i think about it I, i i i see that oh is because of this i'm able to trace it back to oh it's because of this so make sure you heal heal completely so that you don't carry baggage because the truth is if you meet your husband like the person that you now end up getting married to or you meet your wife but you've not healed you can actually chase that person away you can That's actually ruin your relationship and you'll be saying god god this god that it's not on god again it's on you because you are the one that used your hand to start that things. And that is where also involving God. I mean, I don't know how people used to do life without God though, but I can never understand. Because <laughs> I'm sure that if I if I if I if I did life with God at any point in my life, not like I was always most holy at that or faithful. There were times I fell and all of that. But if yeah. I ever left God or God had ever left me, I'm not sure I'll be alive to be even doing this podcast. So I don't mm. know how people live life without God. So you know that was when, when when i left the relationship i think another thing that helped me was i didn't jump from that relationship to another relationship give yourself time okay that thing is not the time to now be chasing for another relationship or be be maybe doing things you know i've heard of people i know of people not even i've heard i know of people who were broken from a previous relationship and they felt like the best thing to do was to go into like going out with different men in their in their words they are trying to hurt the men to take revenge <laughs> on the other men and i'm like i don't okay. understand let me understand how is that supposed to help you heal you're just complicating mm. matters for yourself you're just complicating matters for yourself so i i want to say that that is not the time for you to jump into another relationship that is time for you to go back to god That's really cool. 
go back to God and you know let relationship not even be the issue on your plate chasing God should be an issue and that's why I like the scripture that says seeking first the kingdom of God and every other every single thing every other thing he did not say some things and I'll tell you that that was when my personal relationship God grew at that Mm. point I, I, I was looking for God because I was broken I was broken and you know funny how I was still reading a, a I think was it I was listening to a message two days ago I was reading a post that was saying just know God when things are good or you don't just go after God when things are good and rosy even when there's storm when things mm. are not this thing stick to God find God find God it's not that point where you are heartbroken that you now say oh I know that I know some people have seen things in this life when you listen to some people share their story I can love them you first cry with them before you some people will never be able to say sorry to them you'll be looking for the person that did it to them so that you will fight the person on their behalf people have actually that through. is true mm-hmm. people have gone through stuffs people have gone through I, I tell people is that this person that you are even trying to kill yourself over it he might have moved ahead though with his life mm-hmm. and he wants to come and die or she might have moved ahead maybe she's already with another sugar daddy so balance <laughs> she not send you the least you can do for that person is pray for the person it's very hard, mm. it's very hard. this is one hard part that like you pray for your for the person that hurts you ah it's hard okay especially if the struggle comes from god directly like you are telling god pray god i'm hurting this person broke my heart god is telling you pray for the person god i don't understand is it that you're not hearing what i'm saying or what i'm saying is not making sense <laughs> No, seriously, it can be so painful. It can really, really be painful. But that is Actually. the time for you to find God, seek God. Mm. The thing I have learned is that in finding God, in seeking God, every other thing will find you. Every other thing mm. will grow. The truth is, if you leave that relationship and try to go into another relationship, even if the next relationship is supposed to be the one that will lead you to marriage, it might fail because you want to do it outside God again. If you find mm. God, if you seek God, if you hold on to God, every other thing will find you the bible says that the plans god has for us are, are good plans so god knows us best and knows what we need and he's going to give us the very best right that's, but that's we cannot god, we cannot get god's best outside of god we cannot get god's best outside of god if we want god's best then we have to know him we have to have a relationship with him to get his best and we must we should not have a relationship with god just because of what we want to get from him that's not how it works don't seek after god because you, you want to marry you just you want to marry or you see this man that you like or see this woman that you like and she's not paying attention to you then you remember mm-hmm. that you know to pray to god it doesn't work like that it doesn't okay. work like that so have a relationship with god right and really chase after god it was one thing that saved me at that point you know that song that says I've come to the end of myself. Take over. That was where yeah. I was. I was at the end of myself. I was at the very lowest moment. Because, Omo, do you know what it means to break up relationship for four years? For exactly. Four years. I, I I know that that could be terrible. Yeah. Like no, it's not. Omo, it's not. It's not something. One of the reasons that makes some people actually jump from that kind of relationship is to another kind of relationship is some people don't know how to enjoy the some people don't know how to enjoy the company of themselves. Some people are lonely, so they feel like relationship will save them. See, huh? I tell people, if you want to get married because you are lonely, ah, your loneliness just started when you get married. <laughs> you just started when you get married because your eyes will mm-hmm. see. See, marriage is a whole different ballgame from relationship. So if you feel like marriage will be your loneliness, please be lonely. Don't don't marry. The way you entered, it will chase you mm-hmm. back. So mm-hmm. learn to enjoy your company as a human being. It's a different thing for you to be alone and for you to be lonely. Mm. You can be alone and not be lonely. So learn to enjoy yourself too. And that's another time for you to actually build yourself. I'm mm. saying this as the things that I did that actually worked for me, actually. That so helped, that helped you during your own time, yeah. Me. So I actually spoke to someone, the person that God sent to me to tell me mm. that I break the relationship was one person that was very, very instrumental at that point for me. God used the person. Mm much for me so i spoke to the person and yeah i think i spoke to my pastor about it too he's one person that i talked to too then mm. i was at that moment i cannot i could not pray and that's why i'm saying it that's why i mentioned earlier that you don't have to 
kneel down and say, God, please. I could not pray that kind of prayer. Mm. It's the kind of prayer that God, say you are seeing that my heart is, my chest is paining me. It's doing me like mm. I want to die. That's the way it's doing me. First of all, I was talking to God. I cannot be, I could not pray that kind of, oh Lord, please, Lord. Four years, are you joking? Are you playing with me? I broke off and you uh-huh. to just move ahead. No, God had to come through for me. So yes, mm. and that time, I was also using it to grow myself and i think it also helps to distract me yeah I, I became very involved in volunteering so for you you might not be volunteering look for something you are passionate about look for something you enjoy doing do maybe if you enjoy reading read more it's not that immediately you able to take course Mm-mm. i'm just saying along the line these are things that we help just invest in yourself invest in yourself so that the next relationship you'd be able to do better because trust me everybody has their fault in a relationship it's that not just from one person Nobody mm-hmm. is perfect. There's some relationship that some people's faults is times one million. There's no doubt for that. But nobody is perfect. So I feel like you can weigh. I think one of the things I did also was weigh the relationship. I, I looked at it. Okay, where where did I also? Yes, it's not that oh, because of things I did, that's why we didn't end up together. We both had our issues, right? But on my mm-hmm. own end, what were the things I did wrong that I can work on so that it won't affect my next relationship? Trust me, it's not easy. Because sometimes it when you think not. about it, almost we start crying from the beginning that god what did i do to deserve that kind of thing but just for okay. the future relationship seriously it helps me because even as i did that i still entered my relationship with some baggages that were not needed thank you so much for um that i really celebrate grace the last question i'll be asking is mm-hmm. let's say you know we are actually from different backgrounds you know our yeah. families and all that and there are several people that actually came from dysfunctional home is not to throw shade at anyone mm. several of us we are victim of that as mm. well so you know um we have this uh what's it called this distorted mentality about relationship and marriage and trust me mm. those things eventually we carry like you said baggages we bring mm. it into our, our our relationships and home you know i can't do relationship more than as i've been schooled on our relationship should be so until yes. i re reculture my mind you mm. know on the concept of relationship i would not perceive it so mm. let's say if i grew up in a in a violent home you know mm. there's a very high tendency of being yeah. violent because why i did not see anything more than what i am acting so if i see better i would have done better you know something like that so um like i said a lot of people struggle with that dysfunctional mentality uh yeah. due to their upbringing as mm. it is so as a relationship coach that you have how can individuals like individuals overcome um all these negative perceptions and actually develop a very healthy and positive attitude towards relationship and marriage you know somebody is coming from a very healthy uh family where they they have some certain values that they hold in high esteem like love you know that family thing you yeah. know staying connected staying connected and somebody just feel like i only hear from my dad maybe once in three months we just call to blast me and he takes off the phone whatever happens to mm. me that's my issue you know and somebody else is coming with such a kind of um you know more like the father is tracking not tracking the movement of the person but you know mm. there's that love and all that you know they have two different perspectives about life yeah. and they really don't see life in the same uh, direction why because of an experience because of where they are coming from so two people coming like that is going to be a clash of ideology and they're really going to have problem you know because there'll be a lot of expectation from the person that the other person will not be able to fulfill and some things the other person will be doing will be looking like it's too much like do you really need this but this is how i know how it has been done like i said if i know better i will do better so back to the question uh how do you think people can develop positive uh, attitude towards relationship and marriage like how do you think they can embrace like the perfect plan of God, which is the healthy and solid uh, process of relationship and marriage, and not abuse, misuse, or bring the like I said, their distorted mentality mm-hmm. into place because it is subconscious. You just see it play out, and you see that you are ruining your future due to what you've been a victim of. So, what do you have to say in that area? What what can people do to become better in it? Okay, so there's one analogy that one of these are studying the scripture. I was studying my Bible. Analogy the Holy Spirit dropped in my mind. So, for instance, now I, you, actually, got an iPhone, and I've, I have been seeing the iPhone on you, you've been using it, and all of that. Like, I've seen you with the iPhone several times, and I just got attracted by the phone. Or I wanted to change my phone, and I got, I just decided to buy that iPhone. Mm. And I bought the iPhone, and I expect to start doing what you are doing with your own iPhone, even without asking you how to use it. Or without reading the manual of the phone 
there's no way maybe there's mm. a particular app you are using on the phone i cannot just buy the phone and expect to start using the app i must have That's asked true. you oh, how do i use the app and all of that and or maybe read the manual to state oh this is how to use the app and all of that because i see you using the phone or i've seen the phone with other people does not automatically mean i'll be able to start using the phone even when i buy it i have Mm. to read the manual to be able to use the phone and that's just the way marriage is because you've seen other people's marriage does not automatically mean you would know how to do marriage or your marriage will Mm. be like your own you have to know what god says about marriage for you to be able to do marriage well you have to understand what god says about marriage and there's one thing i like to tell people nobody's marriage is the template for your own marriage Mm. even your parents marriage it is not the template for your own marriage it is not the standard your pastor's marriage your parents marriage your mentor's marriage it is not the standard for your own marriage there's only one standard for marriage and it is in the bible because there are so many reasons one you are not your parents you are not your mentor you are not your pastor you are different from them your partner yes. is not your partner mm. all of you are whole different people so what might work for them might not work for you mm. what will work for you might not work for them That's so true. one of the things i say to encourage people is that the fact that this person's marriage failed does not mean your marriage will fail it does not mean your marriage will fail it just depends on how you are looking at it and what yeah. your own standard is yes i know that especially in this part of africa let's not lie a lot of people come from dysfunctional home mm-hmm. so in every day you just hear stories and you just be like god how, how are people surviving people come from dysfunctional home and yes, that's the grace of god because the truth is not see if you if anybody comes from a dysfunctional home there's higher rates of that person having a dysfunctional home except for the intervention of god yes that's true. The of god. and that's why i i encourage young people to actually go to the word of god we need to the, we need to go back to the very root what is what did god say about marriage in the bible our new standard now is social media if this person <laughs> comes say marriage is come we are coming out to say marriage is come if this person come and say marriage is come you are confessing negativity into your life and you think mm. you are you are being popular or you think you are following a celebrity but we have people out there that their marriages are actually nice that one is not motivating you the one that the marriage is not working that is motivating you mm. to put this out and say that yes some people their parents did not do well in giving them in 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 giving them the right picture of a marriage actually like modeling right marriage to them because actually some people have actually been motivated by their parents marriage to actually mm get married and feel like oh this marriage can work because they saw their parents marriage work right yeah but some people their parents they didn't see that in their parents and i, and I just want to say this that we can actually do better yes so imagine what you are going through because of what you saw would you want your child to go through that kind of thing imagine the kind of things you saw while growing up that even made you got to a position that you say oh i don't want to get married if this is what marriage is there was a girl that I was still speaking with last week at my working place. I was just teasing her. She was watching a video, one Indian cooking video like that. I was like, oh, do you want to marry an Indian man? She was like, she marriage. That she, she just wants to make her money and be okay. Who does marriage? Mm-hmm. I knew, immediately she made that statement, I knew that it was coming from her parents. I knew that it must have seen something for her to make that statement. She would not just wake That's up true. and say, who marriage? Eh, what does that mean? She must have seen something. And when I had a conversation with her, it just confirmed my guess. It just confirmed my guess. And I told her, I said, you imagine that maybe you are in primary one and you failed in primary one. You just automatically zeroed your life off that because I failed in primary one, I cannot do well in life again. That's the way you're saying, oh, because you've seen this one marriage that did not work, then all marriages are the same. Even your own, you already feel like it will not work. And that's why I say that there's nobody's standard is the standard for your marriage. That's the word true. of God is the standard for every marriage has its uniqueness. Every marriage, even twins, they mm. they can the same kind of marriage. So what is the word of God saying? And trust me, let's even talk about those that they didn't even grow up to know the word of God. They grew up in Christian home, but they had lost mm. faith in God because the parents that were supposed to be modeling Christ to them were modeling something else to them. I'm saying my like my heart is out with those people. I'm saying sorry. You didn't have to go through what you went through. I mean, you deserve better. You could have gone through some. You hear people say, uh uh-uh, uh, are these not good families? Why didn't I grow up in one of those families? Why did I come out in one of those families? But 
one thing I'd like to say is that there's a reason why you went through that. There's there's something God wants to do through that. There's a reason why you went through what you went through. If mm. I'm sure you, 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 there were times it looks like you were going to die, you did not survive. But there's a reason why you survived it. Actually, there's a reason mm. why you survived it, and there's something God wants to do through that. So you have to you have to partner with God That's for true. His name to be glorified even through that situation. If you've read Jasmine's story very well, you will understand. You will understand. She had every reason not to end up the way she ended up. But look at Jasmine today. She's known globally. She's someone that a lot of people, even I myself, look up to and admire from afar. When you read her books, you just be like, no, God, if not because she's coming out to say, oh, these are things she went through, you won't believe. Actually, you will not. You will not because be. She, she, she does not look like what um she has been through exactly exactly she does not look like what she has been through so that's mm. tell you imagine that she had said oh because of the things she had been through or maybe she saw wrong marriages and all of that definitely she's going to she's not going to marry again and god actually wanted to liberate marriages through her so beyond the pain we have to look beyond the pain sometimes and like i say i feel like i'll still come out to share my story one day because i feel like not i feel like I was also at a point where I, I said I didn't want to get married. I was also at that point where I did And funny how I started praying for my marriage very early. I think when I was 10 or 12, that was when I started praying. Wow. Even though I didn't know wow. what marriage was about. I didn't know what marriage was about, but I just I just knew that I started praying for my marriage very early. I just used to pray then in church to say, oh, pray for your husband. I used to pray for my husband passionate, passionately. Oh, my husband is well with you. God bless you. There were days I fasted for three days. I was praying for my marriage. Even as I was 12 years, I didn't know what marriage was at Yolamde, but I knew that I wanted to do it differently. Mm. I knew I wanted to do it differently. But it got to a point in my teenage days, I'd be like, God, no. It's like I was praying for the wrong thing. Let me start all over and be praying for something. I'm sure it's not me that is going to get married. Me, my what? What's married? What's married? I'm not marrying anything. I'm not marrying anything. When I now went to a relationship, went into a relationship with my ex, and after four years I broke up, I told myself, yes, yeah, this is another sign that marriage is not meant for you. Just forget marriage it. Is, marriage is calm. Kill it. Yes. Kill it. So I told myself, just kill that idea and focus on something else. Mm. But knowing that, okay, this marriage for me, I know that that's my purpose. That's what God would have me do. That's what God will have me do. So imagine that I said I, I said that, oh no, because of all the things I've seen, what I've been through and all of that, I don't want to marry. And I'm saying it that going back to the word of God, that's that's where we can really find our essence, find the motivation, find the mm. truth. In, you see this our generation. A lot of us don't know. We think we know, but we don't know. A lot of us mm. don't know what God said about love. A lot of us don't know that marriage is a relationship that represents Christ and the church. A relationship mm. that represents Christ and the church, and you're using another person's marriage as your standard. What happened mm. to the relationship between Christ and the, and the church? That is supposed to be the standard for marriage. That is supposed to, and that's why, as much as I talk about relationship, as much as I talk about marriage, I am keen on godly, not just marriage or relationship, godly relationship and godly marriage. And how can you do that kind of relationship? It is godly. That means you have to involve God. And which is mm. the original plan of God? God created mm. marriage. Imagine that Apple creates iPhone and they don't put money on how to use it. Even though we find our way and figure out how to use it later, we will still not know how. It is supposed yes, to we'll be not use it to the best. To the exactly. best, uh, we'll not use it to the best. Exactly, because we don't know how the manufacturer wants us to use it. Mm-hmm. We don't know. We, we don't have a guide. I can fuck all up with. That's what some people are doing with marriage. I can fuck all up with. one and two. Maybe is it not just to love? Is it not just to? There are so many things that we don't know. I tell people. I said, one of the things that we don't keep in marriage is money. As much as yet, we want to be wealthy and all of that, and it's good to be wealthy. We have been called to be wealthy as God's students, our inheritance. Money will not keep a marriage. It will not. I was doing my research recently, and not like this year, sometimes back, and I realized that the seven richest men in the world are divorced. And I, you know, I was having a conversation with God, and I'm like, God, please be explaining to me why. Some of us, if we truly have the understanding of what marriage is, eh, we will not want to marry. And I tell people that if you are going to do godly marriage, you cannot do ungodly relationship. You can't do ungodly relationship and expect mm. to do godly marriage. The godly mm. marriage will start from the godly relationship. It will start from the godly relationship. So for you that okay, you grew up in a home that is is you you you, you they didn't model the godly kind of marriage to you. I want you to know that you can change the narrative. 
Oma, it takes a whole lot of grace. I can learn with them. It mm. takes a whole lot of grace for someone to go in a violent home and not be violent. That is true. It takes a whole lot of God's intervention. And that is where knowing God still comes into place. In this generation, I think one thing we are forgetting to do is know God for ourselves. The truth is, we cannot just sit down and say, oh, because of what I've been through. If everybody decides to sit down and say, because of what I've been through, I will not do God will just come and cleanse the earth and say, see, you people don't want to be useful. Go, let me create another generation of people. Because everybody has been through things. People mm. have. If you know what some people have been through, you will know that, Omo, you have not been through anything. So you can actually change the narrative. Don't let your situation define you. And that's why I still say, know God for yourself. Have a personal relationship with God. Because you cannot do it on your own. You cannot change the narrative without the help of God. After what you have been through, you know the trauma. The trauma. Some people lose faith in God completely. It takes the grace of God to bring them back on track. It, it takes the grace of some people will not go through half of what Jasmine has went through, and their story is something else. But you that have the privilege to know God, don't take that relationship for granted. You can do better, you can change the narrative and still go back to God. What did God is God that initiated marriage? Go to Him in your relationship it is what you do in your relationship you will do in your marriage and that's why i said if your marriage will be godly your relationship will have to be godly i think that's 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 really great to hear and we we actually can go on and on on and on on and on as uh, on this particular topic so let me just say thank you so much you see um it's really great to have you on board tonight and it's always valuable to have experts like you uh, you know share as far as like you share, please share their insight and expertise. You know, on important uh, topics like relationships and marriage, like this. And trust me, it's also important to remember. I'm, I'm directing this to everyone. is It's important to remember that you see, relationship takes um, God first of all. It takes God. It takes work and also commitment and having access. You know, hard work. It takes God, it takes work, you know, commitment, and having access to helpful advice, you know, and guidance like this. Yeah. It really will make a big difference, you know, in maintaining healthy and uh, happy relationship, you know, partnership, mm-hmm. you know, whether with your, uh, whoever you're having relationship with, you know, whether it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's with your partner, with your colleagues, with your fellowship, uh, what's it called, leaders, or whoever is like that. And it will really give you, like I said, those helpful advice and guidance in navigating mm-hmm. that particular area of your life. And I believe everyone that is listening, you know, they found your tips and advice, you know, they found it really valuable and informative. And most importantly, uh, it answered a lot of questions and solved several problems. So I want to appreciate you. And Thank trust you so me, much. we're 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 not ending it here because out of the things that you've mentioned, I've been able to pin some things down because I know this is another area that we can shoot um another time we're having um you on a session like this and we'll be able to talk more and also broaden our perspective on some dark and even gray um, areas of uh, relationship and marriage. So thank you so much for showing up. Thank you so much. We really appreciate you. And we hope to see you um, another time. Thank you so much. Do you have any final words you want to say to everyone listening before we end the podcast tonight? Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Jacqueline Lamide. I'm really grateful for this privilege to be on this podcast. I mean, thank you for counseling me worthy, for giving me the privilege to just come and like talk and you know have this conversation. To everyone out there listening, I just want to tell you that um, see, godly marriage is sweet. Mm. Godly marriage is sweet. If you do it with God, you will enjoy it. You will enjoy it. Just like we have challenges as Christians. When you get married, yeah, there will be ups and downs. But the truth is, strength has been made available. Strength has been mm. made available. So the word of God is there to guide us. The word of mm. God is there to guide us. And one message I will always preach wherever I find the opportunity is that you cannot do marriage outside God. Perish that idea. Holy work. Mm. Perish that idea. Don't let anybody deceive you. Why do you want to stress yourself? So as much as you can, right from your relationship, if you are still dating, involve God. And if you are married, don't stop involving God. Mm. don't stop involving God you can never get just the way you will study a scripture today you will study it tomorrow the new knowledge you will get it will look like you've not studied that scripture before I don't know if that happens to you but it happens to me very well you can never stop getting knowledge from God 
mm. you can even stop getting knowledge from God. So, I mean, there are a lot of godly marriage um, books out there that you can also invest in. There are um, pastors now that are really doing justice. There are relationship counselors, marriage counselors that are really doing justice to this issue of marriage compared to before. Like now, a lot of people are really doing. I'm not talking about celebrities online that are coming to shout marriage as camp. Please don't listen to marriage as camp. Listen to people that are actually look at people that actually have. Yes, I know that their their standard. I said their standard is not your standard, right? Yes, but you can get encouraged by looking mm-hmm. at their life. Mm. and also want to do better so that someone else will look at your own life and get encouraged yes and the trend okay. keeps going on like that so i okay. just want to tell everyone listening out there that godly marriage is sweet but you cannot do marriage outside god yeah thank you thank you so much thank you so much i really appreciate so you okay till another time all right thank you so again. much everybody that listen i still remain deborah victor ayola your godly marriage evangelist. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs>